Today on Ovias and Gilio, Lauren Brownlow is filling in for Joe Gilio. Couldn't have asked for a better time to do it because folks are panicking in Charlotte after one preseason game for the Carolina Panthers. Why folks need to chill out. Speaking of chill, Notre Dame needs to chill on their opinions with the ACC. There's only one thing they need to do, and that's join the conference. As always, thanks to everybody who's given us five stars on their favorite podcast platforms. If you haven't followed us on YouTube, what are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button. And now you can buy show merch. It's official. Thanks to our friends at Breaking Tea. You can go to breakingtea.com slash OG and check out the new show shirts. Go buy a few. Buy your friends a few. We need the money. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Let's podcast alongside Lauren Brownlow filling in for Joe Gillia today. I'm Joe Ovius. Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Print management is something that can sneak up on you cost-wise. You're probably wasting a lot of money without realizing it. Have Copiers Plus give you an assessment so you have a better understanding of where things are and start saving money. We all need to start saving money, Brownlow. That's where it's at. Facts. Especially since my HVAC decided to go. That is, oof. on On a heat index day of 109. Love that. Love that for me. I can't. In the middle of a bathroom remodel. I, cr- I, cr- I cringed. Me. I felt that when you said that. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. I've got this place since the last time you were in here. Jillio and I have made this place more of a dorm aesthetic, I guess. When we which had, it, which it was already yeah, dormy. When we had a mixtape uh, contestant come in, she's like, yeah, man, this is taking me back. It was like, I guess we need black lights at some point. Yeah. But, you, but you called me out because we were getting ready to, <laughs> to start talking. You saw the thing that's above my head. You're like, what is that? That's amazing. That's a tidbit. Okay. I finally got God. I am not one. I am not one to buy stuff based on what Instagram feeds me. Yeah. I'm not one to do that. You know this about me. But I was like, gosh, that would look good behind me while we're doing the show. No, they, they, and to rotate through stuff. The thing is, like, they've honed it. They really do oh, yeah. know what, like... They they'll they'll send me something. I've, I'll be looking at some category of clothes or something, and all of a sudden I'll see some really cute versions of it pop up, and I'm like, "Don't click on that." And I'm like, "Well, let, maybe just check it out. Maybe just see. Let's just see what the prices are." You well, never what know. You <laughs> never know. Well, that's how I was with Solo Stove. When, yeah. When Solo Stove came on the scene, I was like, "Well, that looks cool." And then I saw the price, and I said, "Forget it. I'm not. I'm not doing that." Yeah. And then on TikTok right now, there's this craze of like this sweater with pickle jars on it. And now everybody seems to be wearing it. It's the strangest thing. Maybe I'll show up one day. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see me in a pickle jar shirt, sweater I, I in, don't, a, in a winter. I don't care for pickles, so I can't be fake and wear a sweater like that. So did, I'm, you, I'm okay. did you care for the Carolina Panthers offensive line in their preseason debut for Bryce Young on Saturday against the Jets? I'd probably rate that about a pickles for me, which is <laughs> something I wouldn't... Go near. Wait, do you not do fried pickles at least? No. Why would I do a fried pickle? See, I was I, mm. I was not a pickle person I until like I had the, fried pickles. Okay, but the flavor of pickles is what bothers I me. See, so like the inside of the pickle is still present even with the fried. Fair. That's fair. That's that's <laughs> totally fair. That's totally fair. But I did watch. The, uh, yeah, I watched it. It was terrifying. It's, it's so here's <laughs> it's funny. It, this is where we're at with the Carolina Panthers. I think the offseason, we've talked about it repeatedly on the podcast. Yeah. And you and I have talked 
talked about this in that the Panthers have done a really good job of bringing people back to the fold. Matt Rule just kind of burned everybody. It yeah. was not a fun team to be a part of, watch, engage with. The Panthers have really talked about honing in on social media, like to get you to buy stuff. Dude, they're the Panthers doing, have been fantastic. They're doing a podcast about the Panthers' first Super Bowl run. I mean, and they, it's called like cardiac something. And I'm like, yeah. you just hit me right in my feelings, like a direct hit. See, that's what that's what it is. They've yes. been hitting you on feelings. Feel, this hitting entire me in summer. my nostalgia feelings. And, and it's worked. It's good. It's, it's a good worked. idea. However, all that goes out the window. Yeah. When <laughs> Bryce, you know, well, it's it's funny. A pickle the, sandwich. The first, the first play from scrimmage <laughs> for Bryce Young oh really was like it was, an, it was the omen for Wolf. But it yeah. was it will, but it was everything that you were worried about, right? right? So okay, okay, cool. Bryce Young completes a pass, first down, awesome. But he also got hit. But he took the hit and he right. got right up. Exactly. Okay, cool. So he didn't break. So at first you're excited, like at least I was. But then you're also like, when you at first I was excited when the play happens. You see the replay. You see how hard he gets hit, and mm-hmm. you're like, hmm, not great. Just one play. It's Whatever. Just one play. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> and you're then, like Ross you know, from France. I'm fine. It's fine. Yeah, the rest of the game happens. But because taking hits like that does matter. And yes. I, I do feel that there, there is, I guess this is a, a byproduct if you're too online, so to speak, in that, and we'll get to too online thanks to the NCAA and Jim Harbaugh in a little bit. But I think it's fair to have concerns about Bryce Young's size. Okay. Yes. That's a fair, that's a, cons- I, I, that's a fair concern. It's, it's fairer for me, less like his height mm-hmm. and more like his stature. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's another where you're starting to panic because he took some hits. Every quarterback in the pocket gets hit. Okay. It's, it's not the fact that he just took some hits. It's mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, you have a lineman that you f- felt like you could count on looking like he's getting worked it's, in Nikki Aquano. <laughs> that's not, that's concerning. Yeah. But I, I would say too that, I mean, it's just one game. It's preseason. I get it. Jeff Swartz, uh, who works for the athletic yeah. as a podcast, offensive lineman. Cause I think this is what's funny. People, you think quarterback discourse gets yeah, eye rolling? Oh, I know. I know that O line Twitter is is a mess, and I will freely admit that obviously I have never played football, and the O line is even more like who the sack is on is a very complicated it question is. that we cannot always answer from from the outside. But sure. I but I, I will credit Jeff Schwartz. I don't have the tweet in front of me, so I'm paraphrasing here. But his point is valid in that with preseason and the amount of work that these guys actually get before the first game. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough reps. Iki Aquano hasn't okay. actually. He has not tr- actually played. I do. He has not played for seven months. Yeah, that's All true. Right. It's like live game, but neither the Jets. So, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah, but the Jets also the Jets also have one of the best defensive lines know, in the NFL. I, I do know that I was going to add that, so that does impact things at yes. least a touch. It wasn't so much. It was just like. And it wasn't like, oh, okay, he got hit a few times, and that's the only concern. Mm-hmm. It's also just like the offense is yet again, completely inept. I think that's the bigger concern on my end, where it's sure. like, oh, good, zero points. Cool, yeah. that looks familiar-ish. I mean, look, the Baltimore Ravens have a streak <laughs> of like, what, 23 preseason games that they've won. It's ridiculous. It's it's nuts. And at this point, you got to keep it going. Although, did they win this weekend? I have to go back and double check. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I feel I, like I would have seen more if they actually yeah, lost. If but. they had lost, yeah, we would have seen that the streak had been snapped. But okay, about Frank Reich and the offense. I, th- I did think it was interesting that Reich after the game yeah. almost stuck his foot in his mouth. And I don't think he did a good job of trying to, whereas Bryce Young did a good job of quarterback speak. So let's, let's play Bryce Young first. Okay. 
here's here's Young on the hits that he took. Uh, he had 11 plays from scrimmage. He got hit three times, <sighs> including that first one. That, yeah. And, and then there was the, I think it was the second hit, which was a bunch of like, welcome to the NFL. Yes, type stuff. yes, yes, yes. That and, was the most. And you and I and most of Panthers fans were pointing out, man, the offensive line looked really bad. Get Cam Irving out of there. Why is Michael Jordan on the field? All those things. Yeah, wrong Michael Jordan. Yeah. This is Bryce Young after the game doing what franchise quarterbacks should be doing it's not a this it's this person is this unit it's it's this position group not at all um when 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 sacks happen when that's on all of us so yeah 100 percent the, the sacks you know those the sacks are on, on me as well i can of course get the ball quicker um you know we're a group we're a unit we're a team so it's no there's no finger pointing um and you know of course if there's a negative play again there's a sack ultimately i you know i allowed myself to get sacked. i could have gotten the ball out quicker i could have moved i could have been so yeah of course I, I take responsibility for that and then i know you know, we all have that same mindset of what could we have done better as a group, as a unit. Um, so, yeah, we're, we we all take accountability for that. And, you know, we all want to want to get better and improve so we can be more efficient as a unit. So there's Bryce Young after the game. And again, quarterback speak, but I would expect nothing less from a guy at Alabama under Nick Saban to say the right things. And that's what he said after the game. And again, they were all the right things. But here's Frank Reich, I think, sticking his foot in his mouth to your point about not really showing much, looking vanilla, having zero points. There's a larger conversation about Matt Corral we'll get to here and in a some, second. Some of that was intentional, I know. I mean, I did see that he said that they well, kept it pretty vanilla. Here's but, what he said. Uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that question because, right, I mean, it is hard. I mean, you know, you you don't like getting shut out and getting beat 27 to nothing. Um, but I have a lot of years in this league that tell me that preseason, you know, preseason scores aren't the most meaningful thing. So uh, not that we're not accountable for that. We are, but it's not the most important thing right now. It's just not, we're trying to evaluate our team. You know, we're trying to, you know, some of it is, you know, listen, this is by design. I mentioned this the other day, we're, you know, we're very generic now. We did nothing, you know, in our scheme, nothing. And that's not an excuse. Um, I expected us to do a lot. So what does that mean exactly? We did nothing, but I expected us to do a lot. Yeah, that's com- that's. It's very confusing. When I mean, there's more to this. We'll I'll, I'll hit play in a second, but that's the part that he lost me. It's like it's one thing. I agree. You didn't show anything. You did put Bryce Young in some interesting situations, yeah, like being that. pinned. Yeah. Okay, I see why you put him back out there because reps matter. Yes. This is the NFL. Yes. I like that plan. Give him the reps. Put him in those situations now where it doesn't mean anything. Right. But on the flip side of that, you're like, well, we didn't show anything. Well, then how can you properly evaluate Bryce well, Young in that situation? Right. And, then get, and then say, well, we didn't, we didn't do anything I'm like, well, how, what? So let's, let's hear that again. Yeah. Um, that's not an excuse. Um, I expected us to do a lot. So. Yeah. So that was the confusing part for me. It's almost yeah. like he was like, well, we kept it pretty vanilla, but then he's like, but I expected us to not, it was like, but you expected them to not keep it vanilla. I'm so like, isn't that your call? You're vanilla against that defensive line. Like make that make sense. Well, it's not even just that it, it, to me, you don't want to give away your hand or whatever. You want to surprise Fine. everybody when the season Fine. starts. Okay. I, I'll go with you a little bit there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, all right. How let's like you said, how do you evaluate your entire offense then if you're just going out there and basically doing generic plays? Like if you're not running what you deem to be your offense, essentially, and you're just kind of running standard vanilla whatever plays, then why are you, what 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 exactly is going on then? So he continues. We kept it simple so that we could do a lot, so that we didn't have to think much, so that we could just evaluate one-on-one play. And so we, we need to do better there. But as a coaching staff, we really didn't make it 
we weren't trying to put the guys in the best position, you know, the whole game with. Again, whoa, right. whoa, whoa. We weren't putting oh, in the best position. Oh, well, why, well, why weren't you doing Wait, that? Wait, no, yeah, don't say that. Don't, no, so no. He, he continues. Um, really in, in any phase. So I'm not saying that they were. I don't know what their game plan was. I just know what our philosophy has been, what my philosophy has been in preseason. And when you're a new coaching staff, I just don't want to show too much. But some teams don't. Which, okay. That's fine. You don't want to show too much. Totally get that part. Right. <laughs> totally get that part. But then why are you like, well, we didn't do I don't it. know what their game plan I don't was. I know what I... the things we're going to do. And I, there's some of it. I'm willing to take a little, I'm, I'm willing to take it on the chin a little bit in preseason to hide some things that we're going to do in the regular season. Okay. okay. So he yeah, finally, I mean, he finally landed the plane. He finally landed the plane there at the end where he's sort like, look, of. I'm, I, I think he did. That was a 90 second clip where it went all over the place and he finally brought it back to what he should have said in a 15 second clip. Look, man, I am willing to eat some turf. Well, congratulations. To not show anything it. in the preseason and just get some reps. Cool. Cool. But then the whole like, well, we didn't plan anything, but I expected us to do more. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Well, the other part of that for me is this, right? Okay, that's cool. And I'm not, I'm not putting this all on the offensive line. As we said, we don't know sure. all of the reasons, but if you have your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, ostensibly out there taking hits like that regularly in the preseason, cause you're not trying. I mean, that's not the reason that he took hits to be clear. It's like th that they had a vanilla game plan. That's not yeah. the reason he's taking hits like that. No, but like, if you're trying to like, keep him safe, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe just like, I don't know, some extra protection. I don't know. Just that would help. Just put him in a glass case. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm not. It, what's funny is <laughs> I think we all understand that the Panthers all, and we were talking, we talked about this with Julian council from locked on Panthers last week. And the whole point of the conversation was veteran wide receiver groups, all that Mingo step, all that cool. His best friend or his best friends, the offensive line, it doesn't matter how good of a quarterback you are. If your offensive line is not good enough, it's going to be a long season. It doesn't matter if you're Joe Burrow. It doesn't matter if you're Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson doesn't matter. It does not matter. All right. And last year, towards the end, the Panthers offensive line looked like it was capable enough. And oh, I think yeah, that's, it, looked, it looked better for sure. And I think that's why you're seeing the reaction you're seeing at the offensive yes. line, especially with Aquanu. Yes. Who really had, to, you know, he had his early bumps, rookie bumps. Yes. But he really kind of, and and so like, I'm not, am I going to say like, he's not good anymore? No, no. of course not. Plus, I'm not saying that. It's just like, for me, it's like, that's the, the, the top student in my class coming yeah. in and whoa, where did that come from? Come the, on, other, the other thing to keep in <laughs> mind too, and we're 14 minutes into this podcast and we've been talking about the offensive line and that's, it's preseason for me I too, know. I guess. And, yeah. We've talked 14 minutes and I haven't pointed out that one of the key pieces to that offensive line, Austin Corbett. Oh, they had people missing. They had people I, missing. I understand that. So, Again, I think yeah. it was more for me, the concern came from who struggled. Not that Makes the line sense. struggled. It Makes was sense. a little bit, but I'm willing to kind of, I'm willing to to pump the brakes a little. Just saying, let's not, let's not get him hurt. Let's so just, what's the plan going forward in the preseason? Here is Frank Reich uh, when it comes to Bryce Young. Uh, how many reps he's going to get before the start of the year. I will take it game by game. You know, I don't want to overcommit to that. Um, you know, what we've talked about as a team, we need to do what it takes to get ready for our season opener. And, uh, and, and we're committed as coaches and players to doing whatever we think that is. If that's playing a lot, then we'll play a lot. If that's, if we feel like, nope, you know, we're good. We don't want to show anything. We're, 
we feel confident in what we've been doing day to day in practice and, you know, we want to try to save guys, then, you know, we'll make that decision. But right now, you know, I, we've sent the message as coaches and players, be ready to play. And if we feel like it's the right thing to play a lot, we'll play a lot. If we feel like we need to stop, you know, kind of sit back, we'll do that. And I respect the players because they're all bought into that. They're, they're trusting that process and trusting us as a coaching staff to say, okay, let's get ready. Let's get ready. The, the goal is to get ready for Atlanta and get ready for the regular season. So everything we're doing is geared around that. So that's Frank Reich, head coach of the Carolina Panthers. It's a, it's a balancing act right now. I feel like in, in part, because if you keep kind of serving up, I mean, I don't know why this phrase keeps coming, but like fart sandwiches in the preseason <laughs> After everything Panthers fans have dealt with, like a series of fart sandwiches for <laughs> the last couple of years, and then you ask people to show up and be excited, you know what I mean? That's one thing that you do risk is you risk losing some of the excitement that you had coming into this where it's like, new coach, there's reason for hope is a competent front. You know what I mean? Like that things are moving in the right direction. And maybe you could see people start to get a little concerned. But I mean, most people I don't think will be super concerned by the preseason. But at yeah. the same time, if you keep putting out performances like that, it will dampen at least some people's enthusiasm. No, and I think we're there. I think we're there yeah. after one game. And I do agree with how Frank Reich talked about we'll we'll do it game by game. I think it was also series to series on Saturday in how they wanted to play Bryce Young. I'm pretty convinced that they probably had it two series for him, right? Comes out, you know, they don't do anything with it. You know, they convert a first down and after that, it's been, and they has two, uh, two three and outs after that. I think after that second series where they went three and out, they probably were in a position of, hey, let's go out there and again and see if we can make something happen. Um, I don't think it was risky to do that. And then no. the rest of the way, it's let's see what you got in Matt Corral because that's the other storyline of the preseason. Yeah, because he, he barely played last year. He got hurt in the yeah. preseason. Mm -hmm. We don't know what Matt Corral is capable of. I think we're getting an understanding this preseason of what he's not capable of. There's a reason why they brought Andy Dalton in to be the proper backup quarterback. Matt Corral, I think, was just to give him an opportunity to see if another team might want him. I'm not saying they're going to trade for him, but at least give him some reps to get some tape out there to see what he's actually about under this coaching staff yeah. to see if there's something that he can do going forward. But based on what I saw, again, offensive line issues, yeah. second team, third team, all that stuff. But based on what I saw, I think he took, what, four sacks? Um, uh, in his play, bless man. Like, I think Dude's we kind of off a list, frankly. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to call it already because I think that's unfair to Matt Corral. But based on what I saw, like, what are we doing here with Matt Corral? It's probably time to go in a different direction. They took a flyer on him, didn't cash. Move on. You've got Andy Dalton at this point because backup quarterbacks. You can find backup quarterbacks. You just know, I everywhere. didn't care for the flyer anyway. No, I know fine. that. Neither did I. Just to be clear, yeah, I did not believe that it. I thought it was it too high of a round to draft him for a flyer, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, I'm with you. No one I'm asked with you me. Housekeeping. <laughs> All right, so we have official T-shirts now, Brownlow. Awesome! I saw that. Very excited about this. In fact, let me let me pull it up here on the uh, oh, real quick. So we have uh, shout out to Jamie over at Breaking Tea. Known Jamie for a long time. Uh, when the blip happened, uh, he reached out saying, "Hey man, you know we've talked in the past. You've helped us out with merch like this one, for instance, this Breaking Tea shirt that I'm wearing right now. Respect Raleigh." When the whole discourse about the outdoor game and everything yeah. else, I was like, "Man, just slap respect Raleigh on a T-shirt with a little hockey puck or whatever, and maybe that'll move." <laughs> and I don't know. So anyway, I'm rocking it today. It's a couple comfortable T-shirts. Like so. When it came around to finally getting some some merch for us, 
uh, I told Jamie, like, hey, man, if we got some designs, what can we do? Sure enough, we got it. So if you go to breakingtea.com slash OG, again, that's breakingtea.com slash OG, they'll take you to our landing page. We have four t-shirts technically, mm-hmm. because at the end of the playoff run, uh, I had a little fun with the whole, oh, the Carolina Hurricanes are bad for ratings. It's bad for ratings if they are if they go far. Fine, slap it on a shirt and upset the Canadian media. So there's that bad for ratings shirt. So we got the Positive Vibes Only t-shirt. We got, my my inspiration was defunct teams for a defunct radio show, Brownlow. Okay. So <laughs> if you notice, uh, we have the We Laugh inspired, World League of American Football inspired podcast shirt with Ovius and Jillio. And then it's fairly obvious what inspired the hockey version of the shirt when you see Ovius and Jillio and podcasts and the puck and everything else. So go check that out breakingtea.com slash OG buy that t-shirt and uh, we'll greatly appreciate that because we get a percentage. That's kind of a, it's kind of the point, you know, keep it real. (laughs) Let's let's keep it real. You buy shirts. uh, We get a percentage. It's all good. Everyone's happy. Everybody, everybody, you get a comfy t-shirt. Everybody goes home happy, right? That's what it's all about. Uh, Other housekeeping notes. I am caught up on stickers, having mailed out stickers. So now that I have caught up, I'm putting the call out again if you want stickers. Uh, we have two kinds of stickers. we got the five stars only, and then we have the little crumpled up yellow pad with the OG logo on it. And if you want both, just tell me you want both. But in the subject line, email theoggoesdigital at gmail.com. Again, that's theoggoesdigital at gmail.com. In the subject line, put sticker, send me your address. Otherwise, I can't send it to you. I've had a couple people. I've had to say, hey, address, please. <laughs> so send me your address and I'll put that thing in the mail and uh, you'll get it eventually soon. And then I have to do something with the cups. Some people have, have I given you a color changing cup yet? No. I got to give you one. My bad. E me on that one. Yeah, seriously. E me on that one. Yeah, sorry about that. Thought I was a friend of the show. You are a friend of the show, Brownlow. Thank you. I'll get you a color changing cup. Okay, I appreciate what that. What color do you want, by the way? Okay. Like base color. I got like orange, yellow, green, blue. Then I got clear ones that then turn into a color. Hmm. So some, some, something to think about. Yeah. Something to think about. Kind of intrigued by the clear one since usually what I drink in there is clear anyway. <laughs> Whether it's water or, you know, something else. Just make sure it's cold. Just make sure it's cold. Otherwise, it's not going to do anything. Okay. Uh, shouts to Matt Davis, State Farm, in Garner. Uh, if you go to uh, theoginsurance.com, It'll actually take you to his landing page. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The OGinsurance.com. It'll take you to Matt's landing page. Uh, or you can just give him a call, 919-779-8277. I've used State Farm for years. I don't think I don't think I've had any other insurance, come to think of it. Uh, so go to uh, the OGinsurance.com, find out more about Matt Davis. I've got my car and my home insurance through State Farm. I've never had any issues. Uh, I ride with them. So contact Matt. And I think Matt's also doing some stuff for us here at the OG. And speaking of t-shirts, shout out to Homefield, homefieldapparel.com. Brownlow, I know you're a big fan of Homefield Apparel. How many many Homefield shirts are you up to now? I've got four. You got four? Two lanes, Howling Cow, uh, and Beaters, and I've got an NCA and T1. I know you have, don't, do you not, you have the two lane one, right? Yeah. Okay. That That's like one, that's of, one more, of my favorites. That's one of their more popular shirts. Yeah. I love that shirt. Now I will say this about homefieldapparel.com and I actually have this shirt and use the promo code OG23 to get 15% off your first order. 
There's a shirt that says, don't tweet at Crutes. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Don't tweet I at Crutes. I saw that actually. Yeah. And I feel like this weekend is kind of a relevant thing or a relevant event to point that shirt out. Don't tweet at Crutes. There was a couple of flips that happened this weekend. Yeah. So even locally, I think yeah. there was a guy who was supposed to go to Carolina, a wide receiver. I think he flipped to NC State. So everybody has, you know, like, oh, this guy's going to be the guy. Oh, he's going to this school. He's terrible. Right. Yeah, it exactly. happens everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tweet at Crutes, man. Just don't do it. And you can buy that shirt to remind yourself. So again, Just check for out. for multiple home, reasons. For, yeah, a lot of reasons. So go to homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23 for 15% off your first order. I know one of our listeners tweeted at us in a house divided for Wake Forest and NC State. That is a hell of a house divided, by the way. I don't know that I've ever heard of that. Like, actually, like, growing up divided. in North Carolina, I've heard of like some Wake Carolina, divide, yeah. Wake Duke. I don't think I've ever, I mean, I'm sure they obviously they exist, but like Wake State, that's a new one. For it me. is one. So speaking of the ACC, it looks like things have calmed down, by the way. August 15th is tomorrow. Okay. All right. That's yes. an important date because that's when grant or rights shenanigans tend to happen. Oh, really? Like if you're going to announce you're out, you got to do it by the 15th. Otherwise, really, you're in. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I didn't know there was like a deadline. Y- yeah. Look at all. Uh, it's pretty much precedent that's been set in the last that's three That's why summers. expansion ends up being or like, okay, right around. Because I was going to say, yeah, every ACC kickoff, I feel mm-hmm. like there's been like some expansion. Just because there's recently. a date. August yeah. 15th is that date. Okay. So, I mean. Florida State's got 24 hours to leave the ACC, well, if, I, if they, I understand my rules correctly. No, they've got it all sorted. They'll be out. No well, problem. I mean, remember, I've been told multiple times by Florida State <laughs> yeah, fans that the grant of rights is not something that they're worried about. Okay, well, then do it. Cut the check. Right. Unless you're waiting for that Saudi check to uh, to clear when they go private equity. <laughs> so last week, there was a lot of drama related to what kind of vote was going to be taken on expansion. And Cal and Stanford were the two schools and then SMU out of nowhere. Yeah, what? But Cal and Stanford, the remaining... Hey, we already had a Louisville, whatever. <laughs> no offense, Louisville. You know what I mean. Yeah, like... it makes sense. So Cal and Stanford were the points of obsession because they're what's left in the Pac-12. And it is telling that these two schools that the Big Ten didn't want and the Big 12 didn't want are suddenly ones that Jack Swarbrick, Notre Dame AD, who's on his way out, by the way, because he's going to be the guy heading up the college football playoff committee or, you know, in charge of the college football playoff. Lovely. That this was from various quotes, including one from Heather Dinich, that he thought it would be a shame because he was apparently pushing for it hard. Larry Williams over at Tiger Illustrated was the first to report that Notre Dame was the one that was really pushing for Cal and Stanford. Mm -hmm. They have an annual with Stanford, so that would make sense. But Swarbrick, I'm paraphrasing here from Heather Dinich's tweet, was that, you know, it's just a shame that these two athletic departments would be left behind and we'd have to do something about this. You know, I... What are we we doing here, Lauren? He's right. (laughs) It really would be a shame. And I think in normal circumstances, it'd be amazing if the ACC had like a better TV deal, you know, with like more money per school. Mm -hmm. And then they would be in a really great position to be able to add a couple teams and it really not impact their bottom line as much. And in fact, maybe even enhance the product. But oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, they can't do that. They can't get a new TV deal. And they can't have any value added to their product that would get them a new and better TV deal. Hmm. I could think of something that could happen to maybe improve that. Huh. Oh, uh, maybe. 
You know what? If I tell Jack Swarbrick, what do you think he'll say about Notre Dame coming in? Do you well, think that would help just as a full-time member? He's so concerned, mm-hmm. you know, with Stanford and Cal. I just wouldn't want him to have that on his conscience of those two fine, upstanding <laughs> academic and athletic institutions being left out in the cold to starve. Mm-hmm. What would he do? Yeah. How would he live with himself? So maybe, maybe just let him know that if they just join the league, the ACC will be able to go back to the table and be like, hey, yeah, more money now, mm-hmm. and then they can but have them but in no indi- problem. But their independence is very important to them, Lauren. <sighs> well, that's too bad. Somebody should tell Jack that's just the way it has to be. Then for now, because everyone's poor. I I am curious. Just, uh, the the absolute gall but to say something like that. That's when college. You, a- that's college athletics. But it's just like I can't imagine knowing that. Literally, I am my school is the is the reason. That they don't have, mm-hmm. you know, that they can't. It's 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 at least a huge reason, right? Yeah, yeah. That they can't renegotiate at the television table and being like, whoa, whoa, wait, why can't we take on two extra mouths to feed? This doesn't impact my football bottom line at all, but I'm just saying it'd be the right thing to do. Excuse me, sir, you do your own charity. How about that? <laughs> so I've been arguing with people over the last couple of <laughs> weeks when uh, when the topic about expansion has come up and the argument has been, the ACC's reacting. They should have been proactive. And my argument has always been, why? What what now, are you what are you okay. ultimately adding? You want to make that argument about an Oregon? I will listen to you at e- least a little bit because I think that's maybe one of the only other schools that could have added at least some value. Mm-hmm. Stanford and Cal ain't it, y'all. That's not adding any value. And all you are doing, you're not just adding, oh, you have more schools. That means more money. That's not how this math works, people. No, you know it's bad. You know it's bad when Cal and Stanford reportedly would take huge pay cuts to join the conference. And that really the only the only reason yeah, the conversation. Yeah, that would be the only reason it would make sense. The only reason why the conversation went as far as it did is that Cal and Stanford were willing to come in at a deep discount. The analogy that I've used, and I, this this analogy would work with you too, is like you already have enough graphic tees, but never do. But they have a sale. Oh man, like I was at Target and they had like a buy three get one free. Might as well take advantage of it, right? Yeah. No, I'm. I, don't get me started on this. So I'm that's the, essentially. I'm the worst. But that's essentially what the ACC <laughs> would be doing. It's actually what the Big Ten ended up doing with the remaining Pac-12 schools. It was oh. We already have enough teams. We already have the teams from the Pac-12 that we want, but you're saying I can get these at a deep discount? Well, why not? I might as well add a few more. You never know when you might need them. Like, shout out to Will, former coworker. He basically has a polo in every color. It's the same polo in different colors because he likes the polo. Yeah. So he gets them on discount. So might as well. It ain't broke. Might as well do it. So that's why you're adding them. So the reason why the conversation went as far as it did was because Cal and Stanford were willing to defer Right. Basically, no, come I, in I, I to play know. for free, but and they're well, like-minded, like-minded institutions. That's something that we talked about with Holden Thorpe last week. I was talking with a friend at the pool yesterday. He was asking me all these questions, and I said, "Look, man, I'm not sitting here trying to like pimp the podcast to you. I'm not saying it's just the yeah. You just, can get your answers. You can get all the answers yeah. you need out of our conversation with Holden Thorpe and how these things ultimately play out. Right. Why schools like." Cal and Stanford and the presidents who all know each other would look out for them. Like why Jack Swarbrick would say what he's saying. But the other thing is that, and they are like-minded institutions. I get that part and blah, blah, blah. However, then you have to account for the whole going to California a bunch of times things for the, for the other sports. You Mm -hmm. have to remember this does not just impact 
and it's one thing if they bring you a lot of value. That's the thing. If it enhances your product, then you can say, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. Those schools do not enhance the ACC's product right no. now. I'm sorry. They, they don't. don't. Stanford, you could make a, if you want to make a case for, okay, I can maybe see it. But that's about it. Like Cal isn't enhancing any, but no offense, Cal. Sorry. So there were four schools that Shout voted against Aaron it. Rodgers, Again, no. this is another conversation that ties back into our interview with Holden Thorpe and how the sausage is made. Yeah. Holden Thorpe told us about the time in which they wanted to add schools. They didn't have enough votes and they didn't even take it to vote because Holden Thorpe said the minute that vote's taken, it'll leak. It'll end up on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Including is- like who voted where? And who did what? Yep. And that's exactly what played out at the end of the week where there was a vote taken. So they didn't even want to take it to vote. It's like until we get unanimous, we're not taking a vote. So at the time, it was Florida State and Virginia. The way Holden Thorpe explained it back in 2012, 2013, it was that Florida State was being Florida State. Like Florida State hasn't really changed much in how they go about things in the last no. 10 years. They're the squeaky wheel. So Swafford goes down there. He, you know, builds them up buttercup. And then next thing you know, they got the vote. Virginia was a little bit more complicated because it was a a difference of opinion and politics on the board of trustees and their school president, right? Oh, I'm sorry, board of visitors, I believe is how Virginia describes their BOT. Remember, it's not a a campus, Brownlow. It's the grounds. Visitors. I think it's the board of visitors. Sounds like a tourism board. Text Caroline. I bet she knows what they they call it up there. Up in Charlottesville. I'm not touching this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not touching Different, things are just different up in, up in Charlottesville. Yes, they are. So they didn't even get to a vote because unless it was unanimous, they didn't want it leaking out because then you have drama. Well, you're seeing it spill out this way. So yeah. reportedly, it was Florida State and Clemson, North Carolina, and NC State. Oh, look at them. Look at Besties. Look at, well, look. Oh, guys. We, we keep having this conversation and there is a, there is an understanding between the two. And I think a lot of it does have to get, has to do with the NCGA. But- I would also maintain that Bubba Cunningham is the adult in the room in these cases. So when Bubba's voting against it, my my guess is Boo's like, yeah, man, I'm with you too. That's yeah, I like strength say, in numbers Boo here. Corgan's a level-headed guy as He's, well. Yes, like, very, very, very level-headed guy. So a lot of those light. two make a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah. Florida State and Clemson. Clemson makes sense to me. Florida State doesn't because here's what Interesting. We, you want to go, let's go Game of Thrones, right? Okay, okay. Who was the character that said chaos is a ladder? I don't know, Littlefinger maybe? Was it Littlefinger? I don't know. Okay, I think Sounds it, like something he would I say. I think it was Littlefinger who said <laughs> chaos is a ladder. Florida State has been the agent of chaos this entire time. So why wouldn't they want to add Cal and Stanford to then trigger or at least make sure that somebody else votes for them? They dissent because, remember, you need 12 of 15 to make this happen. Mm-hmm. They had four against instead of three. So that's why it didn't happen. If I'm Florida State, I'm lobbying somebody like NC State or whoever to be like, no, 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 we're against it. But I can see why this would work out for you. So if you want to do it, go ahead and vote for it. In behind the scenes, Florida State wanting it to happen so that they can argue what you just said. This does nothing for our league. It actually devalues our contract. And so they can, right. I take that to court and Uh say, hey, look, we voted against this. We did not want this. We feel that the travel and the stature of the schools that they're adding do not benefit us in any way. And I feel like that breaks the grant of rights and we're going to negotiate our way out. That, again, that is me going full chaos mode, which I guess Florida State wasn't thinking that way. That's, I mean, honestly, that's... A- you got to think crazy. That's the thing. Like people are like, yeah. oh, well, grant of rights. And I'm like, you all have forgotten that Florida State's just the crazy girlfriend right now, the crazy boyfriend. 
they're the crazy significant other. And you're just like, well, they're outsmarting you with crazy. All right. So you have to well, think that outs- way. Are they smart outsmarting anyone? Eh, maybe not. Maybe like, we're just counting. We don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I, know. well, it remains to be seen, perhaps. Maybe. However, like we have we've just heard them say, oh, we got this. Like, have we heard how? So I want to get back to <laughs> I, I, I do want to get back before we move on to mixtape and everything else. I do want to get back to staying put, not doing anything. And it's actually something that our friend Dimitri pointed out in his latest college football bubble bath. He did it in about 90 seconds versus me doing this over the course of multiple shows. And he put it succinctly with every expansion, there's going to be a contraction. And we see this in every level of business and entertainment. Things overheat, they break up, repeat the process. And the Big Ten is way too bloated right now. And all the teams in the Big 18 are not going to contribute the way that Ohio State, Michigan, et cetera, want. The SEC is probably in a, in a good spot right now at 16, but there's going to come a time at the next television negotiation where they're wondering, well, why are we paying Vanderbilt this amount of money? And they're all getting equal share. And the right. Big Ten and is like, why is why if, is Rutgers getting this money? If geography stops mattering, which I think we could all argue it already has, yes. then you're going to start looking into kind of letting go of your less uh, valuable members. Now, you so can't kick a school out because you're just asking for a lawsuit. Right. However, you can renegotiate the next television deal that, hey, this school, you're not going to be getting a full share. You're going to be getting a reduced share because this is the value that you bring. This is what this is what makes me crazy, though, because it's like, why don't you know, at the end of the day? And I know it's going to take a lot more doing than mm-hmm. than just me saying this. But at the end of the day, the solution for all of this is probably just let everyone negotiate their own TV. rights. Well, I think what's going to happen is that the elite level schools are going to get to a point where they're going to leave and create their own super league and conferences go back to a regional nature for basketball and everything else. Yeah. All right. That's what I mean. Honestly, if football did its own thing, cool. But like, again, these types of changes, adding like a Stanford and how they impact every other sport. Like it's ridiculous. So I believe that's where we're headed. The super league, these elite schools putting together a 24 team conference of football schools that do their own thing and everybody else kind of reallocates to more regional play. Hey, both Carolina and state used to be a part of an SEC. Then it was like 27 teams or something included teams like Sewanee and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's, yeah. It's like, why do you think the ACC exists? Right. All right. Exactly. So I think that's where things are headed. And this gets us back to Notre Dame. We'll end the conversation. How we started the conversation with our friends in South Bend. Does Notre Dame want to wait this out? Yeah. In terms of television contracts. Or do they just join the ACC and go forward? Now, we don't know what the college football playoffs going to look like because Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, has openly talked about, well, we did this under the premise that there's a power five. Do we even have a power five anymore with the yeah. Pac-12's demise? Should we do the top six conference teams? Right. And then at larges, or do we go all at large? Of course, if you're, if you're the SEC, you, you want, want all, all at large. At larges. Yep. If you're the Big Ten, you want all at larges. That's what yeah. you want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So does Notre Dame do are they included in that? Yes. I don't maybe. I don't know. But the television deal for Notre Dame is going to change significantly as well. Because the Pac 12, we'll 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 put a bow on it like this. The reason why the Pac 12 imploded is because the presidents got hubris in terms of what they thought they were worth. Yeah. They went to ESPN, according to John Canzano, who's been writing about the Pac-12 for a very long time. Yes. He is essentially the David Teal of the Pac-12. Yes, 100%. All right. Canzano wrote a story over the weekend where the Pac-12 presidents wanted 
like 50 million from uh from ESPN like get them up with everybody else ESPN said no you're worth 30 and they're like Psh, what are you talking about they said no and then the and then ESPN said how are they so Bye. naive don't know so they go to Apple. I could have told them it would work out that way. Now pay me like $250,000 right. for a consulting fee. They go Thank to you. Apple. They find out they're going to get maybe 2025. That's incentive laden. Yeah. And now yeah, we're yeah, here. Yeah. And now we're here. And it's because presidents think they're worth more than they actually are worth. And that's what Notre Dame might be finding out with NBC soon, where their next television contract uh, might not be over the air. They might be on Peacock. And they don't know if Notre Dame wants to be on a streaming network. I don't know. Or or do they want to start their own streaming network? You know? uh, well, that's as we're finding out, honestly, we're beyond that because as we found out, it's much harder and more expensive for teams to do that. Yeah. The Pac-12 found this out in the last 10 years. They tried to go their own way with the network. Yeah. They couldn't get clearance. They didn't have leverage. It was expensive. No, it was a mess. And then now, again, that adds to why the Pac-12 is in the position that they're in. Shout out to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. We we need somebody to buy a home or sell a home through Hometown. Okay. Like, that's like our next goal. We've had people buying sandwiches. We got people getting coffee and gas. We got all sorts of stuff, buying pizzas. We need somebody to get to Hometown and buy or sell a home. They got so many agents across the area. They can navigate all these things for you as competitive as this market can be. Check them out online at myhtr.com. I also feel like we need to catch up with our friends at Whitaker and Hamer. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. They got uh, locations across North Carolina. All the G's are included, handling all sorts of law. I feel like we have to have a super secret grant of rights conversation again. We have to get our hands on that newish grant of rights, not the yeah. old one that everybody's seen. But Whitaker and Hamer has helped us out with that. They can help out with your legal needs. Again, check them out at wh.lawyer. Have you been keeping up with the mixtape, Brown, though? Uh, we brought it back. I, I did see. I think I saw that y'all brought it back. But no, I haven't, I haven't been keeping we up. We brought with it. it back, and we are putting the call out to listeners. We got Daniel uh, joining us now. What's up, Daniel? How you doing, man? Oh, wait. Daniel's muted. Hold on a second. Let's try this again. You have to, there we go, Daniel. You unmuted yourselves. What's going got on? Uh, not much. Have you played, did you play mixtape in a previous life? I never played, uh, just, just in the car. All right. All right. So we're doing mixtape a little bit differently. Yeah. It's pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one way of putting it. So we don't have the rights to play the music. So we've gotten some of our friends to read lyrics from songs dramatically. We've had Wade Minter, Carolina Hurricanes, PA voice. Okay. He did uh, Fresh Prince Summertime. That was pretty incredible. And Travis Quinn, the PA announcer for NC State. Awesome. He did uh, It's Getting Hot in Here. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hearing him say, good gracious, ass is bodacious in his PA voice was fantastic. <laughs> so we've got Travis again. And I'm going to play this song for you, Daniel. Where he's going to read these lyrics. And you're going to have to give us the name of the song. In okay. this particular case, I will take the artist if you know the artist i don't have to get the name of the song if you just know the artist i'll take it are you ready yeah definitely all right i'm drunk in the back of the car and i cried like a baby coming home from the bar said i'm fine but it wasn't true i don't want to keep secrets just to keep you and i snuck in through the garden gate 
every night that summer just to seal my fate. And I scream for whatever it's worth. I love you. Ain't that the worst thing you ever heard? There you go. You got something for me, Daniel? Uh, I have nothing. Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> you did it! You did it! You got it! <laughs> that was a wonderful guest, Daniel. There what is. song is it? That's Cruel Summer. Yeah. Off of, uh, oh, okay. off of Lover. That's that's the that's the bridge. That's what everybody sings at the concert. It's like that's the one. That's it's on the radio all the time. It gets stuck on my head. There it is, man. You got it, Daniel. Awesome. You Thank you so much. Lifetime refills at Breeze Through. That's the thing. You gotta love it. Um, I guess the question is how are you gonna get this thing, man? You wanna come up and get it? Sure. Let me know. <laughs> I'll email. I'll All shoot right. you an email. All right, Daniel. Appreciate it, man. Congratulations. You got yourself Thank a tumbler, my man. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. That is the mixtape. And he's got that breeze through. Did you know it, Brownlow? Uh, yes. You knew it? Uh, well, as you know, I have two friends that you also know that are very big Swifties. Yes. And they're very much taking me through this like educational tour of like all things Taylor, okay. including her personal life and how it might be influenced by lyrics so i know i know there are theories as to who that song is about so that's what made me think of that <laughs> so she's re-releasing 1989 i saw that yeah and they they will be very excited i meant to send them congratulatory texts about that because we'd literally just been talking about it and they were like it needs to happen really soon i will admit that that's the album that got me into taylor swift okay so um like the singles before that yeah, like yeah, yeah pop yeah. i like pop taylor swift yes yeah I, okay. I, yeah i don't know i like midnight's taylor swift well, that's that i would consider that pop oh, fair enough taylor swift and 1989 was like her true pop breakthrough yeah. not yeah, that she yeah, didn't yeah. have hits not that she wasn't popular but that was so, that album was so huge i like her a little edgier than the some of the early pop stuff but that's just me fair enough fair enough so anyway uh, that she's re-releasing this i'm i'm intrigued by um, but I do think it's funny that she's so popular that a song that wasn't released as a single when it came out off of Lover has become an, a song of the summer in 2023 because of the tour. Yes. I I was surprised it was. I mean, to me, it had single written. Like, I mean, it was the first time I heard the song. I was yeah. like, this is a bop. It is. It is. Um, is your Taylor Swift journey? I mean, listen, I... I like, I've always liked her fine. I never oh, sure. disliked her, but I just like, you know how it is with the Swifties are a different, it's different. It is different. And it's like, well, they know the, every, they know the numerology behind Taylor. The 89 all thing, of the right? theory. Yeah. Like all the theory. Yeah. Cause they said it like adds up to 13. Yeah, all somehow. Sorts of crazy I don't stuff. know. Like 13 is her well, big she's number. A, she's a witch. Well, they, they, they never told me that part. No, she's totally a witch. I'm, that's fine. Which is fine. That's cool. I'm yeah. just saying she's a witch. Okay. Good for her. Yeah, absolutely. Good for her. Oh, I saw your parents. At Wyndham. I know. I was on your dad's home turf. I know that. I was funny watching him, like, operate. I mean, I've only seen yeah. your parents. Like, anytime I see your parents, usually it's, like, at a function. Maybe it's at your place or whatever. I'll see him at the Smith Center from time to time. But seeing your dad at Sedgefield <laughs> was hilarious. He's, he, as you called him, he's, like, the mayor. He is the mayor. He is, he is the mayor. He's, he's, he's just, like, he he's just everybody. chilling. He knows everybody. He has stories, all that kind of stuff. I didn't realize they actually had met your mom and your dad yes. had met 
there at the golf course. He yep. told us that story too. And he which... roasted her. That's how he got her on a date because he started making fun. Of... He negged her, I guess. Not really. <laughs> he was joking. Like he wasn't trying to do that. That's just my dad. He's yeah. a kidder. He is. He is a kidder. He is a kidder. <laughs> we, we watched that as we sat down and watched as a family, his radio uh, oh, nice. appearance because we were all hanging out in Myrtle Beach this past weekend. My my brother and his family and, and me and mine. So yeah. Although should I refer to your dad as Ice? Oh my God. This is so... Because you're hanging out, you're hanging out with your that, parents. I know that there. my mom doesn't care about this because she literally told me to put a poll on Twitter. Okay, and that's what I'm calling it forever, so Fine. I don't care. Um, but anyway, yeah, like basically, we I happen to see her phone and I see that she has, like, my dad in this text thread listed as I capital I like space C space E hyphen hubby, and I'm like, what is that? My brother and I both like ice. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, you know, I'm thinking like ice, like the government agency. Like, I'm like, what is? What do you mean? Wait, what? <laughs> And she's like, like and your she dad, looks at us. Your, did your dad change jobs? I wasn't aware of it. She looks at us like we were born on like Mars or something. She's like, in case of emergency. Yeah. And I'm like, my brother and I are both literally like, never heard of that. And like everybody else in the room, you know, besides my parents, like what? No, mm-hmm. we have no idea what that is. And she's like, that's common knowledge. And we were like, mom, we've, we've both been alive I've never a little heard bit. Of that. Okay, thank you. I've, I've never, never, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Turns out. So I put it on Twitter basically because she, right. she wanted confirmation or. I, I won, but it was closer than I thought. Apparently, it's like a military thing and a boomer thing, which I did let my mom know. She's like, well, that's fine. It's a boomer thing, I guess, because I apparently well, other boomer parents have their have their uh, spouse listed that way. OK, like ice in case of emergency. I was like, isn't like wouldn't that be like EC, like emergency contact? Or couldn't you just put that on Apple to where they know? Because that's what she was saying, like in case something happens mm-hmm. and someone finds your phone, then they yeah, but know. But how they can unlock the phone? <laughs> No, because that's a, that's no, a, I don't know. That's a question I would ask. Like, if I, I mean, I wasn't an accident last July. Yeah, but, you know, my phone was, and I, I was and fine. Okay, yeah, I was fine. I mean, I still got some airbag burns on my arm, but that's neither here nor there. And I was able to call. But if I'm, if I was to say I was knocked out, right? I had a concussion or something like that. I was knocked out. Like, there's no way they would have been able to open up my phone. I think that they can. Is there a way to do that? Like, you can, you can open up the camera. You can I open think you up can the open flashlight. Up, well, because you can put stuff in your health app that's like your emergency contact oh, I, and I stuff like that. And you, the health app. and you can put like your medical conditions in there and stuff like that so that they know. Okay. Yeah. But how do, they, how do they access the health app? I don't know that. These are questions I have to ask. <laughs> I'm sure there, there must be a way for like well, emergency personnel well, to be able to at least look at the health without like getting in. You know, like you, you can get in the camera without getting in the phone. I yeah. wonder if there's a way to. I don't know, honestly. I but then know. again, I'm, I got to the point now with the phone. Where, I assumed where you would know this. I know. I don't. I, I really do not know my, as I've got, as I gotten older, I, I hate, it pains me to say this, but ultimately I just need a device that takes good pictures. Yeah. Although now that the kids are older, I'm not taking as many pictures as I used to, right. but that was the most important thing for me. I needed the new camera so I can get good pictures of the kids doing stuff. Right. Right. Uh, and then I also needed it for work to take pictures too. Mm-hmm. And we're at events, ACC tournament, a final four at a football game or whatever it is. So the phone really just became a communication device in that way. It is no way, shape, or form like the central hub for anything else. My laptop is, but mm. not my phone. Okay. Okay. Like if I was to lose my phone, it would suck, but I would survive. I don't have everything tied into my phone. Laptop, on the other hand, now I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. But then again, I'm also the same person to show you how old I am these days. You know, I don't have, I have names on my phone, not nicknames, not emojis. Right. I just have names. So like you're on my phone as Lauren Brownlow. 
Right, not Brownlow. Not even Brownlow. Kelly is Kelly Oviez on the phone. I, I'm I was and Kelly roast my ass for this. No, all my the time. Pa- my parents for a while were first and last name, but I, I changed See, my I, mom. Okay, so you were in the same boat as me. Yeah, because Kelly roasts me all the time with this, where she's like, "You still have your parents as Ernie and Dilly, both combined." I'm like, yeah, it had all their numbers on it. It had the home, the, the landline and their two cell phones. Of course, that created some confusion because I didn't know who was calling. Right. So I separated my mom from my dad. So she just goes under her name. Yeah. And my dad is still Ernie and Dilly as the main house oh, contact. Okay. Well, and the that's same thing a little... with my in-laws too, where it's Brian and Marsha. And then Marsha has her own contact. I've left it at that. So I know when that's my very... father-in-law is calling or my dad's calling based on the full, the full name. All right, you deserve to be roasted. For, like That's now, fine. you're almost making things harder on yourself. On purpose. I also there was there was also some like couples like friends that it's the same boat. Like it was like the because that's how I had it in the Christmas card list, and that's how it would show up on my contacts. I see. So it would be like Brian and Kate, right? It would be Lauren and Howard, yeah, some friends that we have up in Philly. Like that's okay. how it would show up, and eventually I had to break those out. Right. That, but that's how old these contacts are because they came okay. over from my MacBook contacts. Yeah. And then I, you know, the, you sync them up. But so. you you do like legit. It's almost more work to like change it to make somebody who has yes. a nickname. Like you have to like go back in and, you know, change the name because it feels like you have to put the first and last name in. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. I, so I, I feel that way, too. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It's just. Yeah. I barely have any nicknames on the phone. And for some reason, you're do you have it? This is one of those things where I don't know if. Do I have a picture? You have a picture, and if it's, it's you in my car from a drive-through. Yes. Wearing, is that is that your contact? You're wearing the little like ACC like as a kerchief. Like, yeah. As a sad. You got like the babushka. The thing babushka, going on. right? Yeah. So that's what that's the contact you have that goes out to everybody. What's wrong with that? No, I'm just asking. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was in my phone <laughs> was, like that. No, no, no. Or that's, that was the case. That's my picture. Yeah. Okay. That's my picture that I've chose to represent myself. Got Correct. It. I just wanted to double check if that was something that I did. Because <laughs> I'm really showing how old I am and out of touch. If I'm like, did I do that? I, is, that I, the, is that the contact she sent? I don't out? even know you anymore. I feel like <laughs> this is so crazy that like you don't know how to like work an iPhone the way you used to. Like you used to tell me how to work my phone. I can still do that. Okay, Thank you very enough. much. All also, right. look, look, look around you. Who? This is still me. You think Jillio set this up? No, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not like Jillio's helping you in the technology department. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, he texted me on Saturday. He's like, hey, man, because uh, he talked to James Smith Williams for Law of the Wolf. That made me so happy to I see. I love, love James. I know you love him. I know you love him. So I... Um, so he sent me, he's like, hey, man, his audio is really low. Can you fix that up? I'm like, yeah, not a problem. So I had to fix that on Sunday morning. But yeah, over his head. You got to get an audition. You got to like manipulate Listen, some stuff. I it's understand. I've tried on my own a little bit with some of that audio stuff. That's no joke. I could probably learn to edit videos quicker than figuring out how to do audio stuff. It's not easy. Okay. It, audio. You get the hang of it, but it takes a lot of practice. It does take a lot of practice to get the audio right. Yes. You're absolutely right about that. And even I know I have a ways to go when it comes to learning all this stuff. As I mentioned, we gave away a breeze through lifetime refill tumbler on Mixtape. So shout out to Daniel. You can get one yourself. I think it's 20 bucks. Just go buy any breeze through and uh, go get yourself one. You can get coffee, you get cold drinks, all that good stuff, thanks to Breeze Through. We are going to be out at Breeze Through in September. We'll have more details soon, but we'll be doing a show from a beer cave. Oh, okay. Perfect time to do it in September, in the middle of the heat. 
mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's the weekend before NC State Notre Dame. Okay. That week, we're going to be in a beer cave there by PNC Arena, Carter Finley Stadium. Yeah. Really excited about that. Nice. Jillio will be in his, he will be in his setting. He'll have his hoodie on. He'll be cold. He'll be happy. Yeah, he likes to wear the hoodie. He loves to wear the hoodie. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, drop by any breeze through. Get that lifetime refill tumbler. Uh, get the snacks. Get the beer. And of course, gas. Uh, the most important thing. And shout out to everybody who's been tweeting us their their gains, their acquisitions at Butcher's Market. Uh, locations across the triangle. The people have really turned have been turned on to the steak and cheese sandwich. They also have other sandwiches at, at Butcher's Market. Not every place has fries. I know my location there on Millbrook uh-huh. and Falls of the News yeah. does do French fries. Seasoned, okay, that's good really, to really know because that would also be my location. And it's so. also important to know, too, as we're getting closer to the start of the football season, you got to th- start thinking about your tailgates. And they have everything that you would need for grilling. Yes, they have the meats. They that's have important. the meats. They have the meats. But they also have the charcoal, uh, the wood to smoke, the seasoning, the sauces, sides, beer, wine, all that stuff. They all have it at Butcher's Market. So go check them out. We thank them for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Speaking of the start of the football season, two weeks away from what? Week zero in college football. And we're getting... I actually had forgotten about this. And it wasn't until recently where the NCAA and Jim Harbaugh have been having this back and forth. Are you familiar with what's going on at Michigan and Jim Harbaugh? A little bit. Because yes. I'd forgotten about it. So it turns out that there was some sort of secondary, a secondary violation, not one of those top level one violations. That they've done a good job of branding as cheeseburger because that's how I know it. (laughs) Yes. So this goes back to the pandemic where it had something to do with impermissible uh, visits, some workouts. Benefits on a visit or something. Yeah, benefits on a visit. Something was related to a cheeseburger, right? And this is from Dan Wetzel's column on Yahoo Sports. The deal between Michigan, Harbaugh, and the NCAA's enforcement staff still needed to be approved by a three-person panel made up of the NCAA's Committee on Infractions. They declined. So there was this negotiated settlement that Harbaugh was going to miss the first four games of this upcoming season. Right. Now, the reason why they got elevated to these level one violations was because Harbaugh was not being cooperative on answering questions about level two violations. So he made it worse for himself by being Jim Harbaugh. All right. At the same time, it's the NCAA. Doesn't ever help you to cooperate. But I hear it never does. They don't like it when you don't either. So it's a whole thing. And as we're also coming coming to find out too. They can't prove anything on you. They can't prove anything. So you know. So apparently this negotiation broke down. They didn't approve it. And Michigan and Harbaugh have actually been really tight-lipped about it. They're doing what's been asked of them. And you brought up the cheeseburger. Okay? Yeah. I didn't know about the cheeseburger. That's how I'd heard it, like, characterized. But now we're, this is the Streisand effect, and the NCAA has now brought more attention to it by responding. So the NCAA can't even follow its own rules, and that's why I think this is a story. Yeah. They went from shoulder shrug, whatever, you know, usually the NCAA loses in these cases. But now... I, I don't know. Maybe they're lashing out because they realize they don't have any power, but they released a statement to, to Nicole Auerbach yes, of the Athletic. the statement was like, okay, wow. So here is what NCAA Vice President Derek Crawford said, and it was tweeted out by Nicole Auerbach. The Michigan infractions case is related to impermissible on and off-campus recruiting during COVID-19 dead period and impermissible coaching activities, not a cheeseburger. Quote. I mean, 
did he have his like nose straight in the air the entire time he said that? Because does he really think that the average person hears that sentence and goes, oh, now we understand the gravity of it all. So Michigan <laughs> cannot comment. Right. Jim Harbaugh cannot comment. They have straight up said we cannot comment. Okay. I don't even know where the cheeseburger king thing came from in the first place. Then. Okay. That's the point that Wetzel points out. And that's the one thing that I had to learn too. That cheeseburger conversation started because of message boards. And here we have an NCAA vice president <laughs> responding, to message, responding to message boards. Okay. Oh, honey. Responding to message boards. That's like you said, how did this cheeseburger become a thing? Michigan has not made any statements about it. Harbaugh has not made any jokes. And you know, Harbaugh, this is the man who wears khakis and drinks milk and wants to eat steak. He'll make a comment. He didn't say anything about cheeseburgers. So somebody over at the NCAA is reading tweets extremely online and felt the need to respond to this. That is a terrible look, a terrible look on the NCAA's part, Yes, which just adds to the pile of questions of why do we have the NCAA now? So you can negotiate a settlement between a head coach and you for uh, supposed infractions. But Tez Walker, you're going to deny that at North Carolina? The guy over at Florida State, you're going to deny that too? Those are cases that actually have some logic to them that Tez Walker should be playing. He did do the right things. He only played one season of actual football or two seasons. He only played at one place at Kent State, but you want to tag him on a double transfer, which, by the way, you implemented after he announced his transfer. Right. So come on, guys, what are we doing here? But you have they, the wherewithal. You know what they're doing. You have they're the wherewithal to get on Twitter right. and know about cheeseburgers. They come want, the, because they're trying, they're like petty tyrants at this point. Yes. Right. And so like they, they used to start, they had been recently starting to kind of like fall in line with what public opinion was. I feel like more and more and be like, okay, let's not do anything too crazy. People think, you know, we should do this. Let's not get involved here. You know, yeah, they, they, yeah. they had, they wanted to kind of do, I think the right thing by people and, and keep their noses down, I guess, so to speak the NCAA. But now it's like, I think they're getting mad that they don't like everyone's blaming them for the fact that the transfer portal's out of control and NIL's out of control and everything else. And I think that now they're just like trying to exert whatever little authority they still have. I mean, it's it's a bad look too to have like your one group of your people negotiate a settlement and then the other group be like, nope. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a good look. It doesn't look like y'all know what you're doing. Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority, they know what they're doing. Yes. Uh, I use Mosquito Authority in my backyard and as the summer has been gross, there's been a lot of rain, a lot of moisture, a lot of heat. That's Prime for mosquitoes. Well, guess what? My kids are in the backyard all the time when they get bored with video games. Mosquito Authority helps keep that in check. And because it's hot, you got little critters that are trying to get in the house, seeking that moisture, roaches, ants, et cetera. Pest Authority can check that out for you. Check them out online at bugsbite.com. Again, that's bugsbite.com. So I don't know. Mosquitoes, to me, they are attracted to me. For some reason, interesting on a very in a very specific place too, my ankles. Yeah, it's always my ankles, not the (laughs) arm, not the neck. Interesting. I'm out for a little bit, and if I'm like, if especially in like deep in the backyard, if I got to go do something, do some yard work, like this is the place that not a lot of you know. There's no reason to go back there for Mosquito Authority. They're handing out, you know, they're hanging out in the patio. But if I'm out there, they go right after my ankles every single time. Maybe that's because like. You have like a you have like a decent amount of leg hair, right? Yeah. So that's like right where it ends, and they're like, "Ooh, there's a spot." <laughs> Not gonna get caught there's up there. There's a spot to jump on. 
not going to get caught up in there. <laughs> right. Not going to get trapped. Yeah, maybe that's the case. So check them out online, bugsbite.com. Also, Oak City Sports Cards sponsoring the OG. You can check them out downtown Raleigh. Oak City Sports Cards, buy, sell, grade, trade. Grade is the most important thing. You might not know what you're sitting on. And unless you get that graded, you're not going to know what it's truly worth. Just don't put it up on eBay, you know, guesswork. Could be a heck of a lot more valuable than you think, but there's only one way to find out. Take your cards to Oak City Sports Cards and get those things graded. And they also have some other fun stuff. It's not just baseball cards, football cards, you know, Pokemon cards, garbage pail kids, all sorts of fun stuff. Check it out. Go to Oak City Sports Cards. So there's a little bit of breaking news as we are recording the show. Oh, and it's related to James Harden. Uh-oh. So James Harden signed a contract with the 76ers, but he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't like Daryl Morey. So he's doing this tour in China as part of his shoe deal. And he straight up called Daryl Morey a liar. And he's like, and I'll say it again if you didn't hear me the first time. Daryl Morey is a liar. Okay. So this is going to be the dominant conversation nationally once you get past a lot of preseason football stuff. I only bring this up because James Harden, has to be the number one athlete in getting out of situations in the most, in the messiest way possible. Like, I don't want to be here. And rather than just quietly exiting, he finds ways to do it as messy as possible. Not showing up to work out, looking disinterested in playing games. Now straight up looking into the camera with a microphone in hand and saying, he's a liar. And I'm not going to play for an organization that he's a part of. Mm. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid's like, man, what do I got to do? What, what, what do I got to do? What do I got to do here? All right, let's get out of here on some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com or you can give them a call at 919-594-1605. We're going to have OG Pizza Night coming up here pretty soon. That'll be a lot of fun. There's, there's going to be a certain football game on a Monday night that we're going to have listeners come out and hang out and eat pizza and watch the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Got to be Got to be a little vague, though, about which football game it is. Okay. Just slightly vague. No big deal. Okay. All right. Let's go to Terry. Hey, Joe, who should the Panthers take with the first overall pick? Stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) An offensive lineman, am I right? Let's go. It's just just one. It's just one preseason (laughs) Well, I'm just, I'm going with the preseason panic theme. Okay. All right. Clearly. Yeah. Offensive lineman. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Although offensive linemen like goalies in uh, in the NHL, offensive linemen sometimes like voodoo. So I don't know. Who knows? Especially tackles. All right. Let's go to Triangle Sports Ball. Hey, Joe. Hey, Brownlow. What NC College Town had the best main drag and when? We talking like Hillsborough Street, Franklin Street type of thing? Ninth Street? Ninth uh, Street. Out in Durham for Duke? I, I, uh, oh, man. This is tough because, like, they've all changed so much, I'm sure, since, like, even we were in school, right? Yes, yes. But you've been to both places, and I will be accused of being biased. Franklin Street is better than Hillsborough Street. Okay. I mean, I, I enjoyed Franklin Street quite a bit. As Straight a, up. You know, just lots of things to do and mm-hmm. variety and stuff like that, at least when I was in school. And it was less corporate. Thank you. Because I think that's where yeah. I'm at right now, in that Franklin Street, when Kelly was at UNC. Because Hillsborough Street might be a little bit more of that vibe now. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Although Hillsborough Street... The, okay, there's a couple problems here with this conversation. The first one is NC State is... And this will make sense, I hope, for people. NC State is a university that's in a city. Yes. 
Chapel Hill's in a town that's in a university. Yeah. hundred okay. percent. That's it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So when I was at NC state from 97 to 01, Hillsborough street wasn't really active. You guys didn't like go every Thursday night or something to go. There were spots, yeah. you know, you had Pantana Bob's. Sure. You had East village, RIP East village, but it wasn't like Hillsborough street was this. And Hillsborough hike was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing that. They didn't go there like on Halloween or did they? No, people would go to Chapel Hill for Halloween. Oh, Or well, they go sure. out to Greenville. They go out to Greenville for Halloween. Oh, oh boy. I bet that's. Yeah. Dirt. Yes. So downtown, but if you wanted to go somewhere, you could go to Glenwood Avenue. Mm-hmm. There's various other places that you can go in downtown. So Rye. there wasn't like one concentrated place. Whereas in Chapel Hill, you're going out. That's where you're going. You're going to Franklin Street. Like there's Street. nowhere else that you're going. But to your point, Franklin Street has gotten more corporate. It used to be you know, unique college establishments. You had your high yes. end, but you also had places that students could afford. There I feel- are still places there that yeah. I used to go, like yeah. Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. I was a regular there. <laughs> Although that was, um, it was something else. Probably. It, it was called something else. But like, I miss the old, I miss, I miss the old Pepper's Pizza. Treehouse, right? you know, that's called oh, something geez. else. Well, there was Bubba Malley's. Bubs, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, yeah, Treehouse That's and where the Bubba 80s Malley's. parties were at, where Bubs was Bubs. That, but then also what's, curious about franklin street is that eventually it turns into carborough and then the entire vibe changes 100 percent, 100 percent changes by yeah. the time you get past carolina that's, brewery that's the graduate school franklin street yes so it's <laughs> interesting because that's where what is that graham street i think it is where you have um you got a beer study yeah that's like the line of demarcation that's a line of demarcation 100%, but back yeah. in the day that's where the grad students would hang out yes but now it's pushed out even further right like but, all into carborough proper yeah, but now when you go down to that area of Franklin it's, Street, yeah. the east end of Franklin Street, have you have you seen the condos that have been they've yeah. built up over there? Yeah, I've seen some of them. It's crazy. So can you imagine living in one of those back in the day? No. Wouldn't have been good for me. Because tell you, you that much. You'd have to go because that's, that's what, what where Breadman's is? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, there's some right there. Okay. Yeah, it's that would have been very bad for my academic <laughs> and life. <laughs> careers yeah fair enough all right this is from christopher what happens to non-conference and independent schedules when these super leagues ultimately go to 10 game conference schedules fantastic question maybe it ends up more regional maybe it ends up uh, with alliances actual alliances between smaller conferences that do scheduling arrangements it's something that maybe the acc could have done with the pac-12 years ago not conference expansion but an actual scheduling alliance but Maybe the ACC too too schools late. have the last laugh because they're the first to get out of their deal and just go, we're going independent. We're going to negotiate our own rights. Mm-hmm. We're going to play this team. We're going to play this team. What do you think? Go ahead. Give us some money. Jeez. I don't know. What? From Bennett, what band that has been around in your lifetime are you most bummed that you will never see live? Nirvana seems too easy. So I'd say currently it's REM or Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys is a good response. Yeah, it's a good answer. My Mine is not. Oh, I guess Soundgarden would be a good example of that. Mm. For me, it's not so much the artist or the band. It's when. Yeah, right? for sure. When. So I'll give you a good example. I am bummed out that I will. I've never experienced the U2 Zoo TV tour era. Okay. Okay. Of the early nineties. Like that was a, that was like a watershed concert. Right. That I was not able to attend because I was too young at that point. My parents would never tell. I was like 12 when that tour was happening. So they were never going to take me to that. So I, I saw the 360 tour at Car- Carter Finley Stadium, but it wasn't the same U2. That wasn't like U2 at, at the peak of its powers back in 91, 92 when Octoon Baby had come out. 
And then there's the very famous Guns N' Roses Metallica double bill. When mm-hmm. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 was out and Metallica's Black Album had been out. That's a, that's a show I really wanted to go see or, or a, a tour I wanted to go see, but I couldn't because I was too young. Uh, for me, it's easy. It's not a band, though. It's Prince. Oh, yeah. I had a couple chances and was yeah. like, you know what? Because he toured a lot. I'm and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it later. And then, yeah. I, yeah, including in Vegas, turned down one. I'm still kicking myself. Hold up. You turned down a Vegas one? Not quite turned down. It wasn't like I had a ticket in hand and said no. It was like, can we make this work type of thing? And oh, okay. it was just kind of like, mm, I don't think we can. It, like, obviously, if I'd known, maybe you make things work a little bit harder. But Jeez. All right. uh, yeah, just, I, 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 I think one. about that like at least once a week. From Alex on Twitter. Hey, Joe, which backup QB surprised you the most during this weekend's preseason? Um, uh, I don't given that I only watched the Panthers for preseason, yeah, my answer, actually, my answer would still be Matt Corral. Regardless, tying it back to the start of this conversation at the beginning of the show, there was a, it's all relative. All eyes are on Bryce Young. That's what matters to the Panthers. But there was a level of curiosity in, okay, where is Matt Corral in his development? Where is Matt Corral as a viable backup? Is he one? And I'm not sure that he is based on what we saw. I was going to go with Russell Wilson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> as a backup? I'm just joking, guys. Come on. Hey, he didn't have a great preseason either. I know. Just I'm, I'm just, I just had to get a little joke in. Just little, saying. Little, a mini just joke. saying. And we'll close on this from April. Uh, Joe Ovias and Joe Giglio Pro V1 will now be on display forever. Charlotte made her second hole-in-one with the ball on hole three at Pine Hollow. Because Giglio gave out a sleeve of Pro V1s with the OG logo on it. Oh, okay. So she's holding it up and uh, her second hole-in-one with that ball. Perfect. Love to see it. Frame that thing. That's awesome. We're just, we're just making people happy. There you go. Positive vibes only, Brownlow. Positive vibes only. Go buy a t-shirt. Go to breakingtea.com slash OG and go buy some t-shirts. Thanks for coming in. Of course. So we're actually, a little programming note, we're actually going to be recording tomorrow because PNC Arena, the Carolina Hurricanes, NC State, all the stakeholders uh, we should be getting an announcement of this new lease agreement mm. and the future of PNC Arena. So we're going to talk to some people, some particulars about what's happening next at that site. So we'll see you then. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.